he had only planned on keeping the suspicious ghost robes and thoroughly examining them again himself. But he hadn't realized that with Lingwen's one offhand comment, he would catch this huge vault in her lies. The moment Shalian wrapped his head around it, he went with the flow and tricked her the entire way. In the end, he actually blew apart Lingwen's armor. Lingwen stood there, frozen. Shalian said, Of course, you can deny all of this, but it would be easy to prove whether it's real or fake. Once I present that robe to the great martial hall, then have it change its form before the heavenly emperor and ask you whether you can describe what it looks like, everything will become clear. When the brocade immortal roamed the mortal realm, it had sucked the blood of over 500 people. It was an object of great evil. If Lingwen had only broken into the great martial temple to steal the brocade robe and hadn't had the chance to use it to harm anyone, then it wasn't a crime so great that it couldn't be forgiven. However, Lingwen was first appointed as a deputy general before she ascended. The earliest stories of the Brocade Immortal first surfaced considerably after Lingwen's tenure as the Deputy General. Which meant this was after Lingwen had taken up her duties in the Heavenly Realm that she created the Brocade Immortal as a Heavenly Official. A Heavenly Official whose duty was to protect mortals had seduced and murdered a mortal. This should already call for a severe sentence. The mortal who was seduced and murdered was also a future heavenly official. Alas, this affair would not be so forgivingly handled. Lingwen sighed, Your Highness, you really are. After a pause, she said, Maybe it's just my bad luck that this mission was given to you. Although there's only the two of us here in Lingwen Hall today and we've got centuries of friendship between us, I think that if I pleaded for you to keep your eyes closed on this based on our years of friendship, you probably wouldn't agree to it. You would instead encourage me to turn myself in to the Great Marshall Hall, am I right? Shailian also sighed. Although he and Lingwen had known each other for centuries. It had always been pure business, and they had never become closer. Their relationship wasn't bad. Even when he ascended for the third time, while everyone taunted him as a rubbish god, Lingwen never looked down on him. On the contrary, she had given him even more assistance and took care of him. But this brocade immortal mission just had to land on his head. Once the truth was revealed, while it was hard to report it, it was even more impossible not to report it. Shalian replied earnestly, My luck is bad too. Lingwen crossed her arms and shook her head. Your Highness, someone like you, sometimes you're smart, but sometimes you're also not very smart. Sometimes you're soft-hearted, but sometimes you're cold-hearted too. After a pause, she asked, So where is that robe now? 
It's in my possession, Shailen replied. After we're done here, I will personally deliver it to the great Marshal Hall. Lingwen nodded, seemingly having nothing more to say. Shailen added, So can you tell me, how come when Lang Ying wore the brocade immortal, its effects didn't work? I can probably guess, Lingwen said, but if your highness wants to know the answer, will you first agree to our request? What is it? Shailen asked. Will you let me see it? Lingwen asked. The brocade immortal. Shailen was taken aback. Lingwen continued. I only need one day's time. After all, if I am to turn myself in to the great martial hall, there may not be any opportunities to see it after. Don't be mistaken. I'm not going to do anything. It's just yesterday when you said it showed itself. I was shocked. She shook her head, her eyes unfocused, and said, It's been so many years, yet I have never seen Bai Jing appear. So the name of that young warrior is Bai Jing? Shilin asked. Lingwen seemed to snap out of it. Oh, yes, she said. But people usually call him Xiao Bai. Xiao Bai? Shilin wondered. That sounds like... Like they were calling a dog or like they were calling an idiot. Lingwen chuckled. It's the meaning you're thinking of. I gave him the name Bai Jing. No one ever calls him that, so not many knew this name. But if you call him by that name, he'll be happy. In the legend of the Brocade Immortal, the way the girl that the young man loved treated him only made one think her cruel and horrid. If there wasn't any bone-deep hatred, then it was pure cold-bloodedness. Yet, when Lingwen talked of that young man, her tone was friendly. There was neither affection nor hatred. So will you? She asked. If your highness is worried that I'll run away, you can have Roya bind me. I'm not a martial god. I won't be able to escape. For some reason, Shilin felt that he should trust Lingwen. After humming for a moment, he nodded his head slowly. Very well, he said. The two left the palace of Lingwen like nothing was the matter. When they strolled down the great Marshall Avenue, they still greeted other passing heavenly officials, as usual. Lingwen looked the same as always, not giving away that the hands in her sleeves were tied firmly by Ruya. They didn't get very far when they bumped into Pei Ming, who had just returned from his street patrol. The two greeted each other, standing on the side of the road, making perfunctory greetings and snide comments. Pei Ming stared at Shilian the entire time, and Shilian was slightly alarmed. Why is General Pei looking at me like that? he asked. Pei Ming rubbed his chin and replied earnestly, Not gonna lie, your highness. Every time I see you now, I feel anxious and my body tenses. Like whoever walks next to you will have something happen to them. So when I see you walking with Ling Wen, my heartbeat quickened. Ling Wen, 
you best be careful for the next little while. Lingwen laughed. How can that be? She said. General Pei, please stop joking. Shailin, however, didn't know whether to laugh or to cry. On some level, Pei Ming's instincts were quite accurate. Once back, from afar, as they approached Puchi Shrine, they could see that Lang Ying was leaning against the old tree in front of the shrine. His left hand was playfully spinning the broom without care, and a mound of golden fallen leaves was piled next to his feet. Shailin squinted and watched him for a good while before putting weight into his steps to purposely make himself heard. Lang Ying didn't look back, but he must have noticed their presence and very naturally changed his pose. He continued to sweep before turning around and acting like he only just saw Shirlian and Lingwen approach. Shirlian lightly cleared his throat. Sweeping again? he asked. Lang Ying nodded. Seeing him like this, Shirlian couldn't hold back. He patted his head like an elder would and praised, What a good child. Lang Ying accepted the gesture simply. Lingwen watched them without comment and Shenyan led her as he opened the door to Puchi Shrine. It's in here, he said. Yet, unexpectedly, the moment he opened the door, he saw a figure crouched in front of the donation box, once again sneakily stuffing gold bars in. Shenyan quickly ran up to drag him away. Chiying, stop stuffing it. That's really enough, he said. I haven't even taken out the ones you stuffed in last time. It's all stuck. Lingwen nodded. Greetings, Your Highness Chiying, she said. Chiying also acknowledged her. Hi, he said. There was a wooden rack standing right in the center of Puchi Shrine, and upon the rack there hung a plain hemp robe. Of course, that was only what Shirian saw. Lingwen approached and looked at it solemnly for a while, but that robe did not react. She turned her head slightly. My lords, I want to look at it alone. Is that all right? She asked. That's fine, Shailen said. Roya had her hands bound and she wasn't a martial god, so reasonably she couldn't try anything. Shailen wasn't that worried and he laid a hand on Chuan shoulder. Let's go out. At least this case was considered closed, and Shirlian could relax. It just so happened that the neighbors had gifted him a batch of fruits and vegetables, so Shirlian took them to the kitchen, ready to cook. This was what they called an undefeated spirit. After so many days, Chuan Yijin seemed to have taken his Puchi Shrine as some sort of happy farm. He was always leaping up and down, sometimes climbing trees, sometimes stealing squash, sometimes snagging fish, sometimes catching frogs. In a moment of Shailian's carelessness, Chuan snuck into the kitchen and swiped a yam. Feeling the spot empty on the counter, Shailian turned his head and saw Chuan who had the yam dangling from his mouth, slipping out of the kitchen and hurrying away like a fish who had escaped the net. Shailian cried, It's not cooked yet. Don't eat it. Yet, it was precisely because it wasn't cooked 
that it had to be eaten quickly. Once Shirin cooked it, it wouldn't be edible anymore. Shirin shook his head, then he saw Lan Ying walking over, and his eyes turned crescent. Lan Ying, are you free? he asked. Come help me chop some vegetables. Lan Ying was just about to snatch back that yam that Chuan Yijin had snagged, but hearing Shirin's charge, he came over to help without a second thought. He picked up the butcher knife on the cutting board. Pressing down on the cabbage, he started cutting it, chop by chop, taking his task very seriously. Shirin watched him, then turned his head over to wash the rice as he chatted. Nang Ying, you've seen quite a number of gods and ghosts that have come to our little Puchi shrine, right? Each of them more bizarre than the next. Nang Ying answered from behind him. Un. Shirian continued. Then let me ask you, if you had to pick, who, amongst those gods and ghosts, is the most handsome? Lang Ying was chopping the vegetables wordlessly, seeming to be thinking hard. Shirian raised his brows slightly. Tell me, just say whatever's the truth in your mind, he said. Thus, Lang Ying answered, You. Shirin laughed and said, Besides me. The one in red, Lang Ying said. Shirin was going to bust a gut, trying to contain his laughter. He responded with a serious voice, Fern, I think so too. After a pause, Shirin asked again, Then who do you think is the strongest? Lang Ying still answered with the one in red. Shirin swiftly continued his questions without skipping a beat. Who's the richest? The one in red. Who do you admire the most? The one in red. Who's the dumbest? The one in green. Those questions were coming one after the other without pause, but he was actually able to change his answer in time which spoke for both the speed of his mind and his reactions. Shailin commented, It seems you quite like that Gurga dressed in red. His name is Hacha. Do remember it. So, does this mean you think he's a very good person? Unwittingly, the chopping of the knife in Lang Ying's hands seemed to have sped up a little. Very good, he said. Shailin said, then once we're free, do you think we should invite him over as a guest again? Un, of course, it's a must, Lang Ying replied. I think so too, Shailian said. But his subordinate said he's very busy lately, so he must be very busy doing very serious things. I think it's best if we don't go disturb him. After that comment, the crunching sound of Lang Ying chopping vegetables suddenly became more heavy-handed. Shirian held onto the edge of the stove to support himself, his gut spraining from holding back his laughter. Suddenly, Chuan Yijin poked in her head from the window. He took a bite of the yam and swept a look over the kitchen. Then he said to Lang Ying, You've chopped it to shreds. It won't taste good anymore. Hmm? What did you say? Lang Ying threatened. 
She then turned his head to look. The cabbage wasn't just shredded. It was nothing but tiny scraps at this point. He cleared his throat softly. My gosh, your knife work is really bad, he said. Throwing all sorts of seasonings into the pot, Shilling tapped his hands and decided to let it all simmer for two hours and left the kitchen. He glanced at Ling Wen. She was still properly in the shrine, so he continued to do his chores. From the pile of logs, he fumbled out a larger piece of a plank borrowed a brush and ink from the village head's house, then sat in front of the door, one hand holding the plank and the other holding the brush, lost in thought. Lang Ying walked over too and Shelian looked up. He said warmly, Lang Ying, can you read? Do you know how to write? I do, Lang Ying replied. Then how's your writing? Shelian asked. Mediocre. Lang Ying replied. That's all right, Shelian said, as long as it's legible. Come give me a hand again. He passed the plank and brushed over to Lang Ying and smiled. Our shrine doesn't have an establishment plot. How about you write one up for me? Under Shelian's urging, Lang Ying picked up the brush. The little brush in his hand seemed to weigh a thousand tons unable to be moved no matter what. Finally, a moment later, he seemed to have conceded defeat and put down the brush and plank. A helpless voice sounded from behind the bandages. Gurkha, I'm wrong. That voice didn't belong to Lang Ying at all. It was clearly Hua Chang. Only, it was more crisp than normal, the sound of a boy. Shilin was leaning against the wall on the side with his arms crossed and having watched him struggle for so long and finally surrender, he really couldn't hold back anymore. Shilin dropped to the ground laughing. He said, Sun Lang really is so busy.